I used to think it was so cool, <laughs> so cool to be able to say, I'm with this company or I work for that company. We've got somebody in the current, we've got a few people in the current session of Lead in 30 who work for Apple. And so when they registered and I saw their email address, so-and-so at apple.com. That's kind of cool, right? Like, hey, I've got an Apple email address. I'll tell you the problem. There's a major, major problem. I didn't realize how messed up my perspective was when it came to identifying myself. Part of my identity being tied up in the company I work for. You don't want that. You think you do. I'm going to tell you why that is a mistake in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. This episode of the Culture Hacks Podcast is sponsored by Lead in 30. Leading others is hard. Learn how to create clarity, alignment, and movement at leadin30.com. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get you. Don't take what I said the wrong way. Like it's there are people. I mean, think about some of the organizations that we work with or have worked with over the years. I, I look at the people that work at Lockheed Martin and they're making fighter jets and they're 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 they're, they're a large part of why of, of what's protecting freedom. That's what I believe that you may view it differently. And that's why I view it. And so to be able to say you work there, like, that's really cool. Or somebody who works for a police department of a city and they're thinking, you know, I'm helping make this city safe or a fire department or you work at, I'll go back to my Apple example. You work at Apple or I'm at Amazon. Like that's that you, you should have some energy from that. Don't get me wrong on this. Like, that's cool that you're able to be at that organization and to help them with their mission, you know, with certain organ Tesla or whatever it might be. That's cool. But you can take that way too far. Like I, that is a major risk, a major danger. And I'll explain what I mean by that in just a moment. Welcome into the Culture Hacks podcast. I am Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executive teams of some of the world's biggest companies. And I love doing it. I thrive on it. Being able to interact with these leaders that are in pressure cooker environments, making decisions that affect thousands of people, typically tens of thousands or even more than that often and controlling all kinds of different budgets. And just so cool to watch how they operate and where they make mistakes and where their weaknesses are and what their strengths are and to learn from them and hopefully to be able to add some value and contribute in some way. It is just such a uh, such a kick for me. You can find out more about our firm, what we do, some of the organizations we work for and with and view videos, interviews and conversations, see some models that we use in our line of work at LoneRockConsulting.com. Okay, so here's what I want to talk about in this episode. When I woke up, when I woke up 18 months ago, looking at the ceiling in our bedroom, and I had no job, no boss, no salary, no benefits, and no corporate identity. There was no at in my email address anymore, right? At my personal email address, but I didn't have a company email address anymore. It wasn't Russ at 
whateverorganization.com. I didn't have the, the, you know, on my LinkedIn profile, there was no organization that I worked at. When people ask me, well, who do you work for? Where, what, 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 what company are you employed by? No one. Right. And that, that only lasted for a little while because we started a company. Right. But, but there was a moment and I, I remember distinctly, it wasn't that long ago, right? 18 months ago. I remember waking up and thinking, I don't, I'm not a part of, it's almost, I guess it'd be like, I've never played sports, obviously, uh, professionally, <laughs> not even amateurly. Uh, I mean, I've attempted, but yeah, you would not pick me to be on your team and I wouldn't pick me either <laughs> to be on my team. So I, but, but I, I've got to assume that that's part of what it feels like as a professional athlete when you're a free agent or you're traded or not traded, but kind of cut from the team. And so you've got these skills, you've got this ability you, you, you know that you've got this value. You, you've got confidence in what you're able to do, and yet you don't, you're not on any team. You don't work for anybody. And so you're looking for that next team to be on. And I, I think that is a major risk, and I, and I think there's a lot of downside to that. And I'll explain why. And I think that this is an episode I could not have recorded. Well, I could have, but it wouldn't have had as much application to as many people Five years ago, three years ago, 10 years ago, for sure. But the world has changed. You get that, right? Like I've talked about that a lot. We wrote a whole book about it called The Great Resignation. If you have not watched it or listened to it, I guess you can't listen to it. We didn't do an audio book. Uh, if you haven't read it on uh, on a Kindle or, or ordered the hardback or, or paper copy of it, you should. You should because... And I'm not trying to sell books. I'll give it to you for free if, if, if you want to, if there was some way that I could do that easily. But um, it's not about that. It's just you need to understand that the world has changed, that there is a whole different economy out there, that, that there – I was talking – I was in a coaching call yesterday with a, a senior executive of a Fortune, uh, Fortune 10. Yeah, they're one of the 10 largest companies in the world now. Um, after some acquisitions, but I was, so I'm talking to this executive and he's in, it's, it's, uh, it's toward the end of the week and he's in a, uh, in, in a, in an office, which I don't log into many zoom meetings these days with somebody in an office. And we work with some of the biggest companies in the world, but most people are at home now, most people. And so he's in an office and, you know, we have people in meetings that are in offices, but, but he's in his office. And I, so I said to him, Hey, you're in the office. He goes, Yeah. There's like nobody here. I try to come into the office. He's a senior executive. So he's senior leader in an enormous organization. One of the 10 biggest companies in the U S and, um, and he's become a friend, right? As we've, we've worked together uh, with me consulting and coaching his organization, uh, leaders at that company for a long time. So, so, um, I said, well, why are you in the office? He goes, well, I try to come in a few days a week. And then he started talking to me about, you know, what their policy is. And he didn't, he, he's not the CEO. He's, he's not on the executive leadership team. He's not on the very top team. He's a level down from that. But so he, he's not dictating. He's not creating the, the work at home or work from office strategy. He's following it. And so he's explaining me to explaining to me what it is. And he says, you know, we try to, so I try to come in a few days a week. And I said, okay, good. You find a lot of value in that. Is that working well for you? He's like, there's nobody here. And so he starts pointing out there's glass behind him. So I can kind of see the cubicles back in the area. There's no one there. And he's like, yeah, there's, there's like a hundred yards over that way. There's somebody at that cubicle and he's pointing right out the glass. Right. And there's somebody over there. He's like, but the rest, all these floors are empty. 
The way we work has changed. It's not going back ever, ever. Okay. And so what you need to realize is there, there are those dynamics that, that are different about it. And, and so the way you think as a leader of people and as an employee of an organization needs to be different. Here's what I struggled with for years. I, I had like this guilt about ever leaving a company. Yeah, I did. Like, and I've, I've changed, you know, I've changed. I worked with the, the, the company kind of in my early twenties, the first real company. I worked for a couple of companies, but you know, in my late teens, media companies, right. Cause I got started early and, and then, um, then I went on a, on, on a mission for our church, church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So I did that for two years and then I came back. So I'm now 21 years old. I started working. And then at, at, at that age, the company I went to work for there, the media company I went to work for at a 21 year old. Uh, is the company I worked for for almost 20 years, long time, super loyal, loved the company. Oh my goodness. Incredible people. Right. And they, it was just, I learned and grew so much there. I've shared a ton of experiences about that, um, on this podcast and, and in my first book, uh, decide to lead. Right. So I write, I write a lot about it in, in decide to lead the, the journey and experiences I had. And that's where I, that's part of where I learned these four things that are so critical to being an effective leader that I write about in, in decide to lead. And, and so that was awesome. And then I left that company and I just like, I felt so guilty. Like that was a multi-year decision to leave. I've been thinking about it. Maybe it's time for something different, but I can't. What and, and the fear of the unknown was paralyzing. And yet I felt drawn and pulled in other directions. And yet I liked the, I really enjoyed working with these people. And so then there's the guilt of it. And so there's all this emotion. So then I left. That was massive. It's like, I was wondering if I was going to be able to breathe the next day, Right. And so then I went and I worked in a, you know, family owned with, with my brother in a, in a small family owned company. And we were growing that dramatically. Then I left that company and, um, and, and I went to work for a consulting firm. And then, and then at the end of, you know, toward the end of my time there, I felt drawn to something different. We'd been bought by private equity and a lot of different things were happening. And, and, and so I just felt like it's time for a change. And yet I kept just the fear of the unknown. And, and my identity was tied to this company and its content and, and its clients and it, whatever. I just felt like, oh, I can't leave this. Like I, my, my identity, here's the point, the punchline. Don't let your identity become too connected to your employer. Period. I am Russ Hill with this company. No, I actually am not. No, I'm not. That's where I am now. That's where I'm contributing now. And I might contribute here for another 15 or 20 years, but I need to be able to view myself separate from that. Like, uh, I think there's tons of value in you viewing yourself as a contractor, even if you're not. They're paying me for this. And I've talked in recent episodes about, you know, how you're viewing your contribution. You want, you want to create an environment where they're paying for access to you. And, you're, and, and so they want you there. But you can't get so locked into it because that will restrict your growth. It will. I promise you. Now, you need need to be open. Now, I'm not saying you should leave now or ever. You might not. But if you have the mentality of, 
I'm contributing here, but I could contribute to lots of different organizations. If you think if you're here's the issue, here's the, the red alert for you, the warning. If you think right now, well, this is all I know. This is what I'm good at. This is what I I don't even have any clue. I'm not sure what I would do. I'm not sure who would hire me. I'm not sure what. Okay, if that's your mindset right now, we got to fix that. Like, that's not good. That is not good. You are totally trapped. What happens tomorrow if the company were to lay you off to fire you? You're destroyed. You think you are. You're actually not. You'll be just fine. Okay. But you think mentally, emotionally, that's where you're at. You, you, you have surrendered so much control of your future and current aspects of your identity. How do I know? Cause I've done it. It's way dangerous. Now I look back at it and I go, Oh my gosh, how did I do that? So have pride in where you work. Be glad and be grateful for it. Connect part of your identity, but not that much. You're not, you're good at what you do. And then you need to know, does anybody else pay for what you do? They, of course they do. So you could do that somewhere else. Are you networking with those people? I'm not telling you to go look for a job. Just do you know people? Because I've talked about this like 20 or 30 episodes ago. Maybe it's 50 by now. I don't even know. But I talked about how, you know, how small is your bubble? The smaller that bubble is, the smaller the world or community you live in, the less opportunity you have, period. And the challenge is, I mean, you think about Google. I remember, I don't know what Google does now, but I know years ago, you know, especially when they were coming on strong in Silicon Valley and it was all new and everything. I mean, they had the dry cleaners in the building. They had daycare on site. They had gyms in there. They had the cafeteria. They were giving their employees free food. Why? Because they wanted you to live there. They wanted you to live there. And the employees are sitting there going, this is amazing, man. Free food. And it actually tastes good. And they've got childcare over there. And I've got that amazing parking spot. And I could just bring my clothes. Like they viewed it as all kinds of benefit. And this is just hugely beneficial. It's actually restricting your opportunity. You're viewing it wrong. Because you've closed the door on every other company. You're not networking with anyone else. You're not connected to the greater world out there. So guess what? If this company doesn't want you, you're screwed, right? So you need, you need more control than that. You, you cannot surrender. I surrendered way too much control. You all, I worked in the, when I was in the media business, here I am working for this particular company. I didn't know anyone that worked at the other companies, hardly anyone. Maybe somebody would leave our company, quit and go join another company. So I knew them. But when they, when they, when they went to the other company, I didn't really keep in touch with them anymore. Maybe on a social platform, those didn't even really exist way back then, but whatever you like kind of knew them or might seem at an industry event, but I didn't really network. I didn't keep that connection strong. I didn't know anybody at these other companies. I knew people in our company. So dangerous, so risky. Nobody else in that in the in the markets I worked in knew my value. They didn't know what I was doing. They didn't they didn't have a relationship with me. I wasn't I didn't have four or five backups to where you know what if this doesn't work out or, and it's not so much about insurance. It's not so much about backup. We don't need to live in fear. It's about opportunity. Right? It's both. And so if I'd gone to lunch with a few of those folks and if I'm bringing value in those settings and whatever and they're going, "Wow. That guy was pretty sharp." 
He seems to know this industry pretty well. That was incredible. And I'm not looking for a job. I'm just networking. I'm just talking to people. Now I got a champion over there. And who knows what opportunity they're going to have or what acquisition they're going to go after or what they're going to need or whatever else. And then I talk to that person and they're interested. And maybe it's in another industry and I'm, I'm chatting with those people. Some of you are really good at this. I just sucked at it because my identity was tied to my company. I am Russ Hill, employee of X. And I just lived in that little bubble and so much risk. And then I don't, I, I have so much fear of leaving it. You, you, are, you, are you catching my drift? You get the point of this episode. And so I don't want you to limit your opportunity. I want you to be, I want you to not tie your identity too close to the company where if you wake up the next day, you're like, man, my life would be devastated. I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have that name on my, uh, that company name on my email. Or if I couldn't tell people I worked for that company anymore. When I woke up, if you had asked me in those first few days after I left the corporate world, you asked me, Hey Russ, so who are you affiliated with? Like what company do you work for? I go, no one. <laughs> and you know what? It actually felt fine. It didn't decrease my value. I didn't feel like, Oh, I'm just this little, um, rodent running through the streets with no home. Right. I didn't feel that way. I didn't know. And yet I thought I would. I thought that, well, my identity is not tied to this company. Again, have pride in it. It's awesome you work wherever you work at right now. And some of you have been there a long time, and you're, you're probably who I'm talking to more, but others just, it, it, no, you're, an, you're, a, you're a free agent. You're the best quarterback in the league. And so, yeah, right now you work for that team, but tomorrow you could work for that team. I've loved some of the things we've seen in the sports world in recent years where some fans are like, Oh my gosh, he left that team. He's been with that team for 20 years. You know how good that team, he can't leave the city. I love seeing that. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, an athlete that goes, my identity is, yeah, it's awesome. I love being on that team. It's amazing. I love the fans. I love the city, but my identity is not so connected to your organization or this city or these fans to where I can't go. I am above and beyond anything else, the best quarterback in the world. I am the best running back. I am the best whatever. And I happen to work for this organization. I'm going to give them everything I have. And I'm proud to be here. But that's not a huge part of my identity. And some of you could go to different examples. But yeah, but there was this guy. And he played for this team his whole career. And I just think the loyalty is, is incredible. But yeah, I mean, there's value to that. I think about it here in Arizona, you know with uh, our quarterback who just redid a deal and it's awesome that he was able to work it out and he's staying with the team for longer and whatever else. That's awesome. When that, when that, when that story plays out, it's great, but you know what? He cashed in, <laughs> he got a lot of money in his deal. And so he, he was willing to go clearly. And the organization came back and gave him the value that, that he needed. And so that, that, that's critical. That line of thinking to where I might be somewhere else helps lead to opportunity. So I, I hope that um, what's in my head is coming out of my mouth and into your ears. I hope, I hope that what I'm thinking and, and my intent here is translating and that you're, you're thinking it that way. I don't want you trapped. I want you to have opportunity and I'm connecting this to how the way things have changed because there's more freedom and there's more likely to be movement in the job market. And I don't want you you may stay at the company you're at forever. That, and that may be amazing. 
But if you've got a desire to grow and the opportunity isn't there, I want you to feel free to go somewhere else. I want you to kind of disconnect your identity a little bit from your company. Be proud of it, but that's not a huge part of who you are. You're different than that. You're, you, you bring value in what you do and you can do it multiple places. You ought to know what those places are, have some idea, and it may be a totally different position. Like I, I never trained to be a consultant. I never thought, you know what I think in two years, I'm going to leave this industry and I'm going to go into the consulting industry and I'm going to do, no, I just knew I, I knew I, I knew I was good at communicating I knew I was good at leading teams. I, I not the best, and not and not 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 you know, and an un um, a, a perfect um, expert at it, but someone who had developed some skill sets. And I I knew I I knew I could deliver results, and I so I knew there were these core competencies about me, and I you know I kind of had that definition of myself, and that could that could be used anywhere. And so, what's the opportunity? I'm talking to everybody. I'm I got open ears. What, what you talk to me, what's, what, 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 what do you, what do you need? And if it's interesting to me and I think I can bring value and it's interesting to you and you think I can bring value, let's go. So that's why I want you to have that freedom because the way we work has changed. And I want you to, to be able to have an opportunity to grow and thrive in this environment. Does that make sense? Okay. Didn't say that as clearly as I wanted to, but I hope the point came across. If you found value in this episode, just click on the the uh, follow plus add whatever uh, button. You'll get two new episodes delivered every week. And I'd appreciate it if you'd mention this podcast to somebody who you think could find value in it. I just tried to give you observations, thoughts, you all, um, insights, best practices, stories, examples of what I'm seeing in this leadership lab that I feel incredibly blessed to have the opportunity to work in. So with that, hope you're healthy. Hope you're happy. Hope you're doing well. And I'll talk to you in the next episode of this little thing we call the Culture Hacks Podcast. Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks Podcast with Russ Hill.